0: This is a Cincy Fan Talking with L.P. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy Fan Talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore Fantalk at Yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows, you might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated and also make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show.
1: This is LP here with you. Welcome to another episode of the Cincinnati Fan Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. Definitely appreciate the support. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Definitely Anchor. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Also, go ahead and leave a voice message if you wish. Um, Definitely love to hear from the fans out there, Uh, fans of any team. But especially the Cincinnati teams, Bengals, Reds, you know, Muskies, Bearcats, all of that. Definitely love to hear from you so we can go ahead and talk it out about whatever it is you want to talk about. So we're going to basically get into football on this episode of the podcast. Um, Be talking a little XFL in a second. I know y'all are a little surprised about that, but um, I feel like the XFL might have a shot this year at being... I mean, nothing's passing the NFL as far as football, but I'm thinking it'll be a little bit more relevant than what it was when it first came out in 2001, that train wreck that we saw before, if you remember that. But first, we're going to get into a little bit of Bengals talk. Um, I know everybody been seeing, you know, how the Bengals are supposedly, you know, not a good spot for Joe Burrow, and, you know, a lot of people are coming out Saying a whole lot of crazy stuff about the Bengals. And from what I've been seeing, there has been a lot of fans out there that's that's getting real upset about, you know, what everybody's saying about the Bengals. So and and this is just my take, you know, it's just one fan's take about his favorite team, the Bengals. And um I heard some stuff from um Dan Patrick, you know, and he's from Cincinnati, from the Mason area you know, Cincinnati adjacent, <laughs> what we call it around here. But, you know, he was saying that, you know, the Bengals are a real a well-run franchise and it doesn't look like Joe Burrow's all in. And some of what he's saying is just what he thinks about the situation. And I don't know about y'all, but me personally, I could never get upset about somebody's opinion. Unless it's just like out-and-out racist or just something that's disrespectful to somebody. I mean disrespectful in the sense of you're disrespecting somebody's family or you're talking literally about a person, you know, like their features or something like that. But as far as somebody saying, like, they don't feel like the Bengals would be a team that a first-round draft pick would want to go to. I don't really take much stock into that because, for me, it's really about what that person wants to do once they get here. I mean, if they don't want to be a bingo, then I really don't think the bingo should be drafting that person. I mean, that's me being honest. I mean, you want people that want to be here. If they don't want to be here, they don't want to be here. Joe Burrow has never said that he didn't want to be here. To me, it sounds like he's just playing both sides of the fence, which is what you have to do as an athlete You don't want to be like, yeah, I want to go to the Bengals, and I only want to go to the Bengals. Because what if they don't draft you? Then you got the Dolphins or whoever else would draft them. They're looking like, you don't want to be here. You want to be a Bengal. So we're not going to draft you either. And then he slides down the draft board. So why would Joe Burrow or any number one draft pick say something like that? What you basically do is what he did. You say, I want to be a bingo. I want to win. Whoever drafts me, they're going to get a great great player. And when he said that he wants to go to a place where you're going to win, you know, Dan Patrick kind of took that and ran with it. And that's the part where I'm like, that's your opinion? And I'm not going to say your opinion is invalid, but for one – and what makes me laugh about all this is how everybody's coming out, you know, that's on ESPN and Fox and all those places, and they're saying things like, "Well, you know, we're not trying to rip the Bengals." I mean, you are trying to rip the Bengals. It's like when somebody says, "You know, with all due respect," before they disrespect the shit out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't want to disrespect you, and then they say some crazy shit. Super disrespectful. Just because you said, I don't want to disrespect you, don't mean what you just said isn't disrespectful. Kind of like what Dan Patrick did. He said, you know, I, I'm not a fan. You know, this is just what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to rip the Bengals. Man, you ripping the Bengals. With that being said, the Bengals kind of deserve to get ripped. And me as a fan, I can say that and be like, it's true it's still my team. I still love my team, but the Bengals deserve to get, you know, kind of ran through the calls a little bit. Basically because the Bengals went without a plan since 2015. I mean, that 2015 class, the the draft class, if you look at it five years now, I think there's only one person playing. I think C.J. Uzama Uzama is the only one that's still playing in that draft class for the Bengals. Nobody else in that draft class is here or playing. And it seems like ever since that playoff game where the Bengals just simply melted down against the Steelers, there hasn't been a plan. So they deserve to get talked about for that. When you're only, I've said this before on the podcast. uh, Definitely check it out if you haven't. But if you only try to build your team through the draft and your draft is a bust, then you're going to have a team that's a bust. That stuff is going to catch up with you. I mean, it just does. With all of that being said, the Bengals have had three or four down years. This year, this past year being the worst. Before, we're talking six and 10, seven and nine. But all of a sudden, Everybody's talking about the Bengals like they're this downtrodden franchise completely forgetting that the Bengals have been in the playoffs for like 5 of the past 6 years before that. No they didn't win us they didn't win a playoff game, but we went from the Bengals being talked about as a team to model as far as drafting to what we have now where they're like an awful franchise and they can't do anything, right? And honestly, it's just kind of the way of the world now. You know, everybody has to have their hot take. Everybody has to, you know, be first to what's going on. They don't necessarily get all the facts, but you got to be first. So now what's happening with the Bengals is that everything that happened in the 90s is being attributed to the Bengals now which is completely unfair, the Bengals have had a few down years. It happens. It doesn't mean that the Bengals are about to turn into the 90s Bengals. What it means is they've had a couple of down years, and they need to reset. They took too long to do the reset. They held on the players for a little too long. They tried to get this draft class from 2015 and 2016 to do what they're supposed to do, and they haven't. So now it's time for a reset. The reset that should have happened a couple of years ago when we had all of those players that weren't really the most disciplined players, yet they were still on the team and they were still not doing what they were supposed to do, and Marvin Lewis and the gang held on to these players a little bit too long. That's really what happened here. But the Bengals aren't going to get credit for all the stuff they did before because they didn't win a playoff game which is fair, and it's unfair at the same time because you can't just discount all the good that the Bengals did because they didn't win a playoff game. I mean, you can if you want to, but if you do that, what you're really saying is all the stuff you did to get to the playoff game doesn't matter because you lost. And all of that stuff did matter. The playoff game mattered a little bit more. But it doesn't mean anything else that the Bengals did matter less. Because they're all building blocks to get to where they need to be. And that's pretty much my take. What I'm basically saying here is everybody that's crapping on the Bengals right now, they're correct. But they're incorrect simply because the Bengals are bad now true but the media seems to be playing it like the Bengals have been bad for like 30 years and that's not the case we were just talking about the Bengals being a well-run franchise five years ago four years ago so i just don't see how the drop-off will be that steep and that that's just me that's just kind of how i feel about it feel free to leave your take on uh, my Twitter page. That'll be Cincy underscore Fan Talk. Feel free to leave a voice message on Anchor. Um, I'll respond to it. Um, probably go ahead and put it on the podcast and we'll chop it up. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about why you should probably watch the XFL. And we'll be back here on Cincinnati Fan Talk. And thanks for coming back to Cincinnati Fan Talk. This is LP here with you. Um, talk a little bit about the XFL. Um, the XFL came out in 2001. Um, I was in college and I needed something to watch. Um, we all did because, you know, everybody kind of needs their football fix sometimes. So we watched the XFL back then, and I mean, it. It just didn't feel like football. Like you could tell, it was football. They generally use football rules, but as soon as we saw that that dumbass coin toss scramble thing, and the dude got hurt going for the scramble just to get the the ball, just to get the chance to like take the ball or kick the ball instead of doing the coin flip, that turned that turned me and my homies off <laughs> like immediately. We we looking like. It's kind of dumb. So, we watched less and less. We watched watched every now and again when they had, like, the dumb gimmicks, like, you know, going into the cheerleaders' locker rooms. Like, we would laugh at that because it just didn't make sense. Like, it's football. Like, you know, you want to watch football. So, it folded. We we kind of figured it was. You know, everybody kind of figured it would. But... I'm thinking that the XFL learned from that and we're going to get a product that actually looks like football. I mean, for me, I'm kind of excited about some of the rule changes that they're doing because I don't know if you guys know this, but the NFL actually took some things from the XFL to make their product better. I mean, they started using the Skycam. Like the XFL did. It looked crazy when the XFL did it, but now you see it in every NFL game. You know how you got, like, the sky camera that can see, like, both lines and it can view the entire field. That was an XFL concept. The NFL wasn't using it until after the XFL did it. And then you had the XFL players back in 01, and they had, like, the mics in their helmets, and you can hear everything that they were saying. That was kind of dope. And then the NFL started doing that. And then you had the overtime rules, which looked kind of crazy because it looked like college in the XFL. But they made sure that both teams got the ball. The NFL didn't start doing that. But they kind of changed it up to where both teams kind of sort of get a chance to get the ball. But only if the other team kicks a field goal first. Which I think is fair. Because... If the if one team gets the ball first and then they score a touchdown, they deserve to win. Like, they earned that win. If you go down and you kick a field goal and you get the ball first, you really shouldn't win. The other team should get a chance to answer that. So I feel like the NFL did that right. The XFL, they have some new rules that they're going to pop into this into their games. And I'm really anxious to see if they work because if it still looks, and that's the key, if it looks like football, like an actual pro football game, then I think the NFL is going to have to take a hard look at it. They're going to um, allow one foot inbounds for, for, um, for a reception instead of two feet, which honestly I think is a good idea. I feel like the NFL should have been done that. I mean, you want more scoring in in the pros, right? That's what you want. If you want that, you want to make it a little bit easier to make a catch. And I always thought it was a little unrealistic to get two feet in bounds. I often wonder how these players don't get hurt doing that. I mean, they do it well, but I think one foot in bounds should be more than enough to make a catch, especially since it's so hard to figure out what's a catch. I feel like that might alleviate some of the concerns with the ball bobbling and everything. Just getting that one foot in bounds might help. Also, the kickoffs. These kickoffs are going to be a little bit strange. Nobody's allowed to run down the field until the ball is caught. Not kicked. <laughs> caught. So, basically, there are no gunners. Everybody has to stand still until the ball is caught, which is going to allow for at least seven or eight extra yards on the run back. And it's going to be a lot safer because you don't have people with a what? a a damn forty five yard head start. <laughs> I mean you asking for somebody to get hurt. And then on top of that, they're discouraging punting. So, you know how you kinda get like the coffin corner kick and stuff like that? If the ball goes into the end zone the receiving team, they don't get the ball at the thir- at the twenty five. They get the ball at the thirty five, <laughs> which is this- the which will pretty much make it to where teams are going to want to go for it more than they punt it. I think these are some interesting rules, but I really want to see if it looks and feels like an actual football game. I'm not saying everybody has to play perfect because we're not necessarily talking about pro players because pretty much all of the pro players aren't playing anymore. But we're going to have some, maybe some decent players. And I'm hoping that these games don't look like full on 11 on 11 scrimmages with the players not as talented as they should be. So the score ends up being like 13 to 7 every single time because that's going to be a turnoff. Nobody's watching that. What they're saying in the XFL is the average score the games they're looking for about this it should be about 34 to 28 and they're really trying to discourage overtime. And this is the part I really like. No <laughs> there'll be no extra points whatsoever. Field goals, but no extra points. You can take a one point conversion from the two, <laughs> a two point conversion from the five, or a three point conversion from the ten. You know how crazy it would be for somebody to be down nine points and they still have a chance to win the game? or well, they still have a chance to take the game in the overtime? Because you can score the touchdown and then go for three and then get the three, which will still make the game tied. I think that would be an awesome thing to do in the NFL. I mean, even though they push the the extra point back, to make it like a 33 or 34-yard kick, and they're still missing them every now and again, I mean, the rate is still hovering around 85 90%, maybe like 92%. So, I mean, it's still pretty much a sure thing. If you want to make it to where the kickers aren't influencing the game as much as they do now, because kickers are insanely accurate. I mean, they really are. If you want to make it to where, like, all 11 players on the team are going to be accounted for for the win, then this is something you definitely want to think about. And I'm thinking the NFL is going to want to look at this, just kind of look at the games and see what's going on so we can see if this is something that, I don't know, the fans like, the players like, the owners like. Definitely get an XFL I don't know about the whole season. We'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely going to be watching these first couple of weeks because I want to see these rule changes. I want to see them in effect, and and I want to see what they look like. And this is, I keep harping on this. It's kind of weird to say, but it's the truth. The more this looks and feels like football, the better chance the XFL has on being the second-tier league that the NFL needs. That's what I'm thinking. The XFL needs to shy away from what they did before, where they made it basically look like wrestling. And they need to kind of go into a, we want to be a football league standpoint. Not a wrestling league, but a football league. Because before it was like, you know, we, we don't want this. This doesn't look like the NFL the NFL is the most popular sport pretty much in America right now as far as, like, viewing. Um, soccer's kind of running up there. But as far as, like, watching games in America, it's football. So if somebody says your product looks like football, I would take that as a compliment. And that's what I'll be aiming for if I'm the XFL. So I'll be checking out the first couple of weeks. And... I'll go ahead and report and let you guys know what it looks like and what it feels like. So we're going to go ahead and take another break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to run through a little bit of college hoops before we jet out. Again, it's the Cincinnati Fan Talk. Um, Check us out in a second. And we're back. Thanks for rocking with us here at Cincinnati Fan Talk. Um before we jet out, um three big games apiece for Xavier and UC. Um some of these games look like they should be winnable for UC. Cincinnati has Connecticut at Connecticut on Sunday. Then they're then they have Memphis at home before they go to East Carolina, so on paper, it looks like Cincinnati has two or three of these two of these three games in the bag, but you really can't count out Yukon, especially at Yukon. They always play u c tough in Connecticut um Cincinnati took that l to East Carolina at East Carolina last year, so. I mean, you can't write those off, but you feel like those should be wins. Memphis is kind of treading water. So, Cincinnati, the Bearcats could really use all three of those wins to boost that profile up. I mean, they got they got a good win at Tennessee. Um, they have some bad losses that don't look as bad as you thought they would. Um, that loss to Bowling Green. Bowling Green's pretty much running the Mac right now. That lost to Colgate. I mean, I still think that's a pretty bad loss. But Colgate is they're they're winning their they're leading their division right now. They're leading their league. So I mean they're bad losses, but they could be a lot worse. So I'm if I had to call it, I'm thinking U C beats Connecticut. I'm thinking they beat Memphis. I'm thinking that'll be an overtime game. I'm kind of, I'm kind of afraid of that game. I'm thinking UC is gonna take it in overtime. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost that game, but I'm thinking they're gonna win in overtime, and I'm thinking they're gonna body slam East Carolina just because of what happened last year. Um, they're gonna be pretty upset about that loss. So check out that Memphis at UC game. I that's on Thursday. That's on the day before Valentine's Day. That, I feel like that's going to be a good one. Xavier, on the other hand, and I've been saying this all year, Xavier's always going to have a tougher hill to climb simply because of the conference they're playing in. There are no easy wins in the Big East. I mean, DePaul is the worst team in the league, and they're going to give you a game. They are. They're not the same DePaul that they were two or three years ago. They're they're a really good team and they're gonna scare some folks. I mean Xavier already beat them, so that was I won't say a great win, but it wasn't a bad loss. So Xavier has Providence on Saturday, and then they go to Butler and to St. John's. Every game's gonna be tough. And if Xavier can pull out a win at Butler That's going to go a long way for them as far as tournament time. I'm thinking they're going to beat Providence. I don't think Xavier's going to beat Butler at Butler. That's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm rooting for him to win. Um, I'm just going to say that, just put that out front. I want them to get that win on Wednesday. But I'm thinking Butler's going to take it by six. It's hard to win it. It's hard to win at Hinkle Fieldhouse, it, it just is. So, and I am thinking Xavier's gonna beat St. John, so they're gonna get one of those road wins. So, I am thinking Providence will win, I am thinking Butler a tough loss, and I am thinking St. John's a win. So, that'll be two of three. I am sure Xavier wants all three. Getting all three would help them a lot, but two of these three, I, I wouldn't be too upset about that. Anything less than two out of the three, that's going to be problematic, and that might scream nit because, as crazy as this sounds, this is probably the easiest stretch, in their Big E schedule. These next three games is probably this is the breather, which is crazy because you're looking at, you're looking at three solid teams. I'm not gonna say great teams. Butler's a really good team. Providence and St. John's. They're solid. So, hoping for all three, but two out of three will be definitely respectable. So, going to try to spend my weekend watching some hoops, watching some XFL <laughs> just to see how it goes. And I'll we'll, we'll discuss how the weekend went. And we'll take it from there. So, from here, at Cincinnati Fan Talk. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Gonna catch you guys on Monday. Have a great one. This is LP. Peace out.
0: If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's a Sensi Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Music.